Hello, friends, and welcome to the Coastline Baptist Church podcast. We hope this message will equip, encourage, and edify you in your journey of life. We'd love to connect with you. Please email us at info at coastlinecc.org. And for more information about our church and our services, visit coastlinecc.org. Now let's open our hearts and open God's Word. But we're talking about next level living. We've been talking about it uh, for the last few weeks now. We talked about next level vision. We talked about next level commitment for the last three weeks. And uh, now we are starting uh, another message today. And I'm not sure if it'll be a one week or two week or whatever. But we are going to be talking about next uh, level living again today. And for those uh, who it's your first time here, next, what is next level living? Next level living, um, we talked about the last few weeks, is, is doing whatever it takes to move forward and grow. We're talking about our spiritual lives here. Uh, our theme verse from the book of Isaiah for our year, because our whole 2023 theme is uh, next level living. We're trying to, as Christians, as believers, as people, uh, take the next step forward in our lives, in our commitment that we talked about for the last few weeks, in our vision and how we view the world and how we view our lives and in other areas. We're going to talk about next level love and outreach and things like that. But it's doing whatever it takes to move forward and grow. In the book of Isaiah, our theme verse, God is saying to his people, uh, I'm doing a new thing in you. Do you not see it? I'm going to make rivers in the dry wasteland. I'm going to do great things in your life. And God wants to do great things in you. In you. So, well, I'm not really really that much. I I have nothing to offer. Stop listening to the lies of the devil and believe this truth that God wants to use you to do great things for him and for his kingdom. And he wants us to grow. It's not, I wish it was as simple as just sitting down and, and everything just, God just pours everything into us and, and we don't do anything. But no, there does take some discipline on our part. It does take some, some, some prayer and some dedication and some commitment and number one, resting in the grace of God to do these things, to live next level lives. But we must, as Christians, strive to be more like Christ, to let his grace and love work in us so we can live these next Level live. So today's message that we're going to go through this morning uh, pretty quickly is is about next level patience. Um, This message probably won't feel good for all of us. Um, It's probably going to annoy you, which will be very ironic because we're talking about next level patience. But we're going to hit to some pretty touchy subjects this morning. Okay, we talk about commitment and vision, and everybody can be like, yeah, ooh, ah, yes. But we get to these things. This is kind of everyday life stuff, especially if you're a parent, okay? Or especially if you're married. Or, or, or really, the truth is, as I'm thinking about it, really anybody, no matter what your life situation is right now, this message is probably going to help you if you let it, and it will probably frustrate you. Next level, patience. Okay, patience, the opposite of frustration. I don't want to use the word anger because honestly, a lot of us can be like, well, I don't get angry. I'm not, I'm not actually angry. I just get a little frustrated. It's easier for us to say that. Well, I'm not angry. So I don't want to use the word anger because we're like, I'm not an angry person. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty chill. But the truth is, a little frustrated, you know what that is? A little frustrated is a little anger. And you know what most anger is? Sin. Most anger is sin. The scriptures do say in Ephesians, be ye angry and sin not. And oftentimes, 
I know I've liked to use that verse in my life. Well, I'm not sinning, but really, I'm pretty angry about something I shouldn't be angry about. And I like to throw that verse in to make myself feel better. But in reality, most anger that we practice as humans in our human nature is sin. The scriptures say in Ecclesiastes 7:9, Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Don't be quick to anger. I want to give you a few examples of, of these, these moments of little frustration, not this anger and this, you know, this, this where we're screaming. I'm not talking about like that. Because some of us aren't like that. Our personalities aren't like that anyway. They don't lend themselves to just losing our cool. And, but often, I think, I know all of us have some frustrations where we get frustrated. Your kid spills his milk. Okay? And, and, and for a parent, you don't want to be frustrated. But guess what? We say, don't cry over spilled milk, but we're like cussing over spilled milk almost, you know? We get frustrated. Come on. You got to pay attention. And we get frustrated. Your wife backs into the mailbox. Or your husband backs into the mailbox, okay? I don't know who's the better driver in your family. That can be frustrating. Your boss adds another thing to your huge list of things to do, acting like you have all the time in the world. And guess what? We get a little frustrated. Somebody cuts you off on the highway. Get ready. Summer's coming. It's going to get worse, Okay? Your neighbor plays his music a touch too loud on the weekends. Your pastor won't shut up about your struggle with impatience and frustration. And you're getting frustrated. I could literally list thousands of things that frustrate us. In my notes, as I printed this off last night, this is how much I know all of us face this. I put example from today with a blank. Because I knew that probably this morning something would frustrate me. And guess what? Several things frustrated me this morning. And it wasn't even the sound system, although that would have been on the list if I had two or three lines. That fr- I, that's why I said this is perfect for today, because I was sitting here, and I, I, I had tried to test it, make sure it worked, and guess what? It was hissing at me. It was, it was yelling at me. The devil's in the sound box over here. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, not only you're preaching about next-level patience. Blessed be the name of the Lord, okay? But I put it here. Seth, this morning, God bless my sweet son, Seth, I, I, I turned my head for two seconds. We have a, a locked pantry because he likes to snack and snack and snack, and oftentimes he can leave a mess, and it's just part of his special needs where, you know, we have to keep the food not to where he can't get it. Um, we have the cool thumbprint that unlocks the door. Very cool. I feel very, very, very high-tech, all right? And uh, it got left open somehow, you know, and, and I don't know how, but like three seconds, I go in there, and he's sitting there with his blanket on the ground, had found a pack of ramen noodles, and well, he loves chomping on the noodles dry. Hey, you know, more power to you. But he also likes to break them in a little pack that's like pure sodium and salt, and all that little yellow powder is all over his blanket, all over his face, and I'm just like, next level patience, ah! Like, I was like, oh man, and that's what I wrote down, because I, I put a blank there, because I'm like, I know that we are faced with moments of frustration Not just daily, but hourly, it seems, sometimes. We live, all of us live often in such a way that we are just easily annoyed. We're easily annoyed. And that is not living in grace. I want to live a life, church, that reflects Christ. You, as a Christian, should desire to live a life that reflects Christ. Jesus Christ. And a life of constant irritation over little things just does not do that. It doesn't reflect Christ. If we were honest with ourselves, if we were truly, brutally honest with ourselves, that is how we live. We are constantly irritated over little things. 
But what we do, though, is we believe these little self-righteous lies that we tell ourselves in our moments of frustration over little things. We see someone else that gets visibly angry and, and mad about things in a bigger way, and we say things like, I'm so glad that I've learned to control myself. Kids, I said get in the car, you know, right? I, I, I can't believe that guy gets so angry about everything. Honey, I said let's go. Like in the same breath, we're doing these things. We just believe that we're not as bad and, and as impatient as we actually are because we feel justified. We've gotten so callous. Church, listen to this. We have gotten so callous to the sin of impatience, to the sin of frustration, that it's not even sin to us anymore. It's not sin to us. We feel justified. We feel vindicated. Uh, we feel like it's our right to lose our cool. And even worse, sometimes we use Jesus as our tool of defense. And people, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people frustrated. They say, well, Jesus turned the tables over in the, in the temple. You know, that one time that we see Jesus in the temple turning over tables of the money changers there in the temple in the New Testament. And people like to say, well, well, Jesus got angry. Jesus flipped the tables. Okay, Jesus, the Son of God, who was God, enters into his house, the temple, the place designed for worship to him. And not only were these people... Uh, using it for a shopping mall, but they were gouging the prices and charging the poor triple, quadruple the prices for their sacrifices. He had a, a justified right to get angry. He was the Son of God who was God. And if anything, in that passage of Scripture where Jesus turns the tables over, Jesus was just cleaning up his house. And by the way, in case you forgot, in case I forget, I'm not God. <laughs> You're not God. That was one instance that we see Christ practicing justified anger and cleaning up. In the rest of the Gospels, don't we see the grace and patience and love of Jesus? Listen, I get upset when my Dunkin' order is wrong, okay? And if the tables weren't cemented to the ground in that Dunkin', I'd probably, I wouldn't turn them over, I'd probably turn those over. No, listen. We're not God. We, we can't just say, well, he... No, 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 no. We get irritated over minor things. The scriptures say in James 1, verse 19, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man... Look at this, three things. Be swift to hear, to listen. Slow to speak. Hard for some of us. Slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of... Of God, the wrath of man, my anger, my frustration over little stupid things that really shouldn't bother me, worketh not the righteousness of God. It does not reflect the love and patience and grace of Jesus Christ, my Savior. Church, hear this. Don't expect God to use you to do great things when you constantly get irritated at little things. Ouch, it hurt me too. Don't expect God to use you to do great things for him when you constantly get irritated at little things. It is more natural, church. It is more natural for us to react in frustration than in grace. It's natural. It's easier. It's easier. We treat, we treat minor frustration in our lives because it's so commonplace, like it's just normal part of everyday life. It's just, it's just part of who I am, part of life. It's just, we all get frustrated, we all get frustrated. And by the way, I'm not trying to make you sit here and make you feel horribly guilty for me, because I'm, I'm, 
This is all of us together, church. I'm trying to help all of us together. So hear me. We treat it like it's a normal part of life. When in all reality, it's blatant sin against God. This frustration over little things. It's sin against God. It is choosing my kingdom of self over the kingdom of God and his glory. It is pride at its core. Those minor frustrations over little things. And listen, I'm starting at the bottom here. Obviously, if you're getting mad, really not minor frustration, but major frustration over little things, that's even worse. But I'm talking about even these minor frustrations, we just can't control it. It's pride at its core. You are bothering me. You said that to me. That affects the way I want things to go in this moment. So I am upset. I'm frustrated. It does not show the grace of God. It does not show the love of Christ. It shows, church, it shows our lack of desire to be more like Jesus. I told you you're going to hate this message. It shows our lack of desire. shows my lack of desire oftentimes be more like Jesus. The scriptures say he was tempted. Jesus was tempted in all ways like us. In all ways like us. Hebrews uh, chapter 4 says, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. That's talking about Jesus Christ, our, our greater high priest. But was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. You think Jesus ever had moments uh, where he could have had an opportunity to get frustrated and angry? Yes. Listen, the, the, the death of Jesus gives us eternal life, a way to the Father. Thank God for salvation, the death of Christ on the cross, shedding his blood for the remission of our sins. A way to Jesus, his resurrection that we just celebrated a few weeks ago, gives us the power to live how we were supposed to live, that resurrection power in us. And it gives us grace to do what we're supposed to do, the grace of Christ, uh, that we can live the way we're supposed to. And we are supposed to live lives, church. We are supposed to live lives of patience. 4.15 said, He was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. And verse 16, right after that, says this, Let us therefore, because of that, because he was tempted in all ways like us and didn't sin, because we can rest in his power and grace, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace in prayer, coming to him. We can go to the Father because of Jesus. Let us go to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And we are, church, a needy people that need grace to live lives of patience because of all that Christ did for you. Because of his death, because of his resurrection, that power, we can go boldly to the throne of grace, to the Father, and say, Lord, I need your grace to be patient. I need your mercy to live a life of patience with my family, with, at my job, and whatever it may be. We can go to him and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus is our example of patience. He's our example of patience. The gospel, the gospel itself shines with patience with forbearance, which is a biblical word, uh, almost like this intense patience of just forbearing with people, putting up in grace. Jesus was tortured, tortured, and never reacted in anger, did he? He never reacted in anger. The scriptures clearly tell us that, that he didn't speak a word. They slapped Jesus across the faith, and he didn't answer. Peter denied him three times, and Jesus gave him breakfast a few days later. 
We talked about that a few weeks ago. Pharisees were constantly mocking him. Judas, his own follower, betrays him. And Jesus lived a life of patience. And just like us, the life of Jesus from a child until his death was filled with daily moments of irritating circumstances. You don't think Jesus ever missed, he's a carpenter's son, he ever missed the, the nail and hit himself in the thumb with the hammer? You don't think that actually happened? He was man. You don't think he ever stubbed his toe? <laughs> you, don't, you don't think Jesus, uh, other kids messed with him and picked on him maybe? You don't think anyone ever got in his way while he was walking through the crowds? Listen, I've been to Disney, and I have a hard time not getting frustrated. Get out of the middle, get to the side. Do you think that didn't happen to Jesus? You don't, you don't think Jesus had daily moments of frustration where, where things could frustrate him? Jesus showed grace. Jesus showed grace because Jesus is grace. And if you're a child of God today, it's been saved by the blood of Christ and by his grace, if you're a born-again believer saved by his blood, then the scriptures say that you have divine power through Jesus for everything in life, all things pertaining to life and godliness. 2 Peter chapter 1 tells us that. Proverbs 16 says this, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. And Proverbs 25, 28 says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Think about that last verse there. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. When you are easily frustrated, you are always more susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. Think about that, church. The scriptures tell us if you don't have rule over your own spirit, if you're always getting irritated, if you're always getting frustrated, if you're not careful and guarded against, against these moments, and you're just always kind of lashing out, even passive aggressively, and, 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 and you know, not, not this big blow up, but just all the. Listen, you are so much more susceptible and open. Your walls are broken down for the attacks of the enemy, for the lies of the enemy, that no one really cares about the way you want to do things. No one cares about the way. And, and we get, then we fall down. We're broken down without walls. When you're easily frustrated, you are always more susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. I don't want you to live a miserable life. I don't want to live a miserable life myself. We have to be intentional, church. We have to be intentional about our reactions, about our responses. And when we fail, which we will, we need to make it right. We need to make it right. I've apologized to my children countless times. I did it a few weeks ago. I got, I'm trying to rush around, get things done, done, done all, all over the place. And, and one thing happens out of the ordinary, and I, and I say, come on, and I just kind of like, oh, like, hey, I said to do this. I, I already told you to do this. Blah, blah, blah. And, two minutes, and then they listen, and then I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I lost my cool there. I lost my cool. I didn't need to react that way. I'm sorry. Do forgive me, please. Yeah, and they're always so gracious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've apologized to my wife countless times. I've apologized to others when I didn't walk in grace, when I let pride rule my spirit, I've apologized. We must be quick to apologize. We must have next level patience, church. Husbands, you gotta have next level patience. Wives, you gotta have next level patience. Kids, you gotta have next level patience. 
Your parents might frustrate you. You gotta be patient, you gotta trust them. I see some smiles out there, I know what happens. Listen, we gotta, have, we gotta rest in Christ. That battle between patience and frustration, that's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be there probably right after service. But with Jesus, you can walk in grace. You can live in peace. You can keep your cool. You can forbear and put up with others. You can hold your tongue. And you can live like Christ with the grace of Christ. But you have to want it. You have to want it. Don't get complacent to it. Don't get comfortable with your frustrations, with your anger, and just say, well, that's just who I am. We always say things like that. That's just who I am. I'm Italian. I'm just angry all the time. You know, I'm just, oh, this is, no, 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 Stop that. You're a Christian. You're a human. We got to keep our cool. We got to trust Christ. You have to admit that you haven't kept your patience, first of all. Be willing to admit that you haven't kept your cool. Be willing to admit that you struggle with impatience. You have to lay your life down. You have to lay your pride and arrogance down. Lay your self-righteousness down. Because oftentimes, these moments of frustration, what they come from, like I said, pride, they come from us thinking that we know everything. That our way is the only way. That our way is the righteous way. And everybody else is, is underneath us. And we would never say those things like that, but that's what it is. I'm frustrated because you didn't do what I wanted you to do. Or because you, you know had a little accident, or you messed something up by accident, and we get so frustrated that things aren't perfect. Our lives aren't perfect. Our schedules aren't perfect. And we get frustrated. That's self-righteousness. Ask God to reveal your impatience. Next time you, get, you start to get frustrated, I, I, I think you need to pray. And pray and ask God um, to, to kind of, the Spirit of God to catch you before you fall into that trap of frustration and, and anger. So the next time you start to get frustrated at the house, with your family, in the car, it's easy to get frustrated in the car, especially on 28, you know, or whatever, or the rotary. You're like, oh my goodness. And next time you're on the phone, you're getting frustrated. Remember, you don't have to live there. You don't have to live in that frustration. You don't have to always fall into that. You don't have to get mad. You don't have to lash out. You never feel better usually when you're done. You think you might, but you really don't because then there's more to clean up anyway. The love of Christ constrains us. Remember we sang that? Lead me in your love to those around me. That's next level patience. Irritation and grace don't live at the same address. Okay? Irritation and grace, they don't live at the same address. So rest in the grace of Jesus Christ. Practice Next Level Patience. Each week I've tried to give a challenge with our Next Level Living series on some things you can, you can try this week. So I want to give you these. There's just three things. If you can, there's pens in front of you. should be the note cards. Write these things down. Remember them. Okay, this challenge about Next Level Patience. Number one, ask God every morning to show you your impatience and frustration. Kind of a dangerous prayer because he will show it to you, I promise. Say, Lord, reveal to me my impatience and frustration today. You may even fall into that trap, and the second you do, the Spirit of God will be like, hey, look at that. That's what I'm talking about. See that? You just got ticked off at that. It's really not that big of a deal, is it? Ask God every morning to, reveal, to show you your impatience and frustration. Pray. Ask Him, Lord, show it to me. Reveal it to me, Spirit of God. Today, throughout my day, whether I'm at work, with my kids, with my family, help me not to be so uh, naive to it, but Lord, reveal it to me. Number two. 
Write down some, this is very practical stuff, write down somewhere where you can see it often, a phrase, something like live with patience or, or chill out or something like that, where you're going to be reminded about this message, about the word of God and what it says, about he that is, hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down without walls. Maybe you should write that scripture reference down, Proverbs 25, 28. Can you write that down? Proverbs 25, 28. And maybe print that out or write that out on a piece of paper. Memorize that scripture. That would even be better. Memorize. Not very long at all. Memorize it. Hold it in your heart. The scriptures say, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Have that scripture. And the second you start to get frustrated and you're going to think of that verse, Spirit's going to bring that, that scripture to your mind. Write down somewhere where you can see it off. Put it in the fridge. Put it next to your bed. Put it right on your hand. I don't care. Get it tattooed on your hand. I don't care. Do something. Live with patience. Chill out. And then this last one is easy. Well, it's not easy to do, but it's easy to write down. Apologize quickly and genuinely. You will get frustrated this week. I will get frustrated this week. Apologize quickly. And I don't want to just put quickly and then not leave out genuinely. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Pilate. You were just really annoying. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's not genuine. That doesn't mean, that's almost worse. It's like, don't even say it if you don't. Apologize quickly and genuinely. I can't tell you how many times I have to say, Lord, I have to ask the Lord first, Lord, forgive me for being impatient towards my kids, towards my wife, towards whoever. Um, give me the grace. Show me, show me where I'm wrong here. I know I am, Lord. I know I shouldn't react that way. And maybe even the situation needed to be fixed. Maybe there was something in the situation. It didn't go well. It didn't go perfect. And something needed to change. But I don't have to respond that way. I'm not saying you're okay with everything and, 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 and your kids are never going to do anything wrong and your, your spouse is never going to do something that bothers you. I'm not saying those kind of things are going to happen because that's true. But how we respond and react. I can go to my kids and say, guys, I, I did ask you to do this. And, and, and you haven't done it yet, so could you, could you please go do it? I can, I can, that's, that's fine. I can still deal with the situation or, or to my spouse and, and we can, we can, I can go to Marissa and say, honey, you know, I, I, you know, this happened earlier and it started to upset, but I don't, I don't want anything to be between us and, and, and I shouldn't have responded. And we can work things out. It's all about how we respond and react. It's about practicing patience through the grace of Christ. But when we mess up, apologize quickly and genuinely. Next level patience. You can live in it. You can live with it by the grace of Christ. Your heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your goodness in our lives. We thank you for loving us, for caring about us. We thank you for the patience that you practice in your life, the example that you left us. Lord, would you help us to live lives of next level patience? When we're easily frustrated, we're so much more open to the attacks of the enemy. And God, I don't want to live there. I want to live a life of peace. I want to be a peacemaker, not a peace killer. Help me to live with patience with my children. Help me to live with patience for my wife, for my family, at my job, on the road, in my church. Help me to live with patience and give your people, your children, that same grace to live with patience. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. No one's looking around right now. Let's be honest, church. How many say, Pastor, I struggle with impatience. Can we raise that hand up? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you all over the room, including my own. I could put two hands up. Okay. I don't think I even need to ask that question. I know we all struggle with it. 
But because you were willing to admit that, would you do something this morning with your head? No one's looking around. Would you just take a moment in your heart? Ask God for grace. He's already going to pour it out to you, but, but go to him this morning recognizing the sin of impatience. Lord, I have sinned against you. I've sinned against my kids. I've sinned against my spouse. I've sinned against my friends, my mom, my dad, my boss, whatever, my friend. I've just lived a life of impatience. I've gotten so used to it, it doesn't even bother me anymore. But right now, it's kind of bothering me. Because I want to be like you, Jesus. I want to love like you, Jesus. I want to be patient and gracious like you, Jesus. Ask him for grace. Ask him for forgiveness. Some of you might need to lean over right now to the person next to you and say, I was a jerk this morning. I was a jerk yesterday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to do better. I'm going to do better by the grace of God. Some of you after service need to send a text message and say, hey, I was, I'm sorry. I was impatient yesterday. I was frustrated over something that was really not that big of a deal. Life's too short for that kind of stuff. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to do better. Some of you need to, to, to go home today and pull a family member aside and say, I just want to tell you I love you and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Parents, some of us need to do that to our kids. Kids, some of us need to do that to our parents. Say, I'm sorry I'm getting so frustrated with you. The Bible tells me to honor my parents, and, and I haven't been doing that. I've been getting so frustrated, so selfish, and, and I want God to do work in my life. I want to be used to do great things. Remember we said that? How can God use us to do great things when we get so annoyed and frustrated at little things? Ask Him for grace. Ask Him for forgiveness, and then, and then go find someone you need to apologize to. I promise you this, the more you do that, the more you apologize quickly and genuinely, the easier it gets each time. Some of us are so, it's been so long since we've actually given a sincere apology, it almost feels awkward to do it because we think we're so right all the time. God help us with that. God give us humility. That humility leads us to next level patience. Thank you again for listening to the Coastline Baptist Church Podcast. We hope the message was encouragement to your heart. Please connect with us through our website, coastlinecc.org, or on Facebook or Instagram. Send us a message, send us an email, and we'd love to connect with you. We'd also love if you could visit us for a Sunday morning service. You can find our address on our website, and our services start at 10 a.m. Our mission at Coastline is simply this, to know Jesus deeply and to show Jesus daily. I hope that we've helped you do that in your life today. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.